What's up, fam? It's your boy, and you already know what time it is, baby. Hey, we about to get into a crazy day today. The spy finally broke 470, and it may, may just hold 470 as we approach the closing bell. We're about 12 minutes out from actually leading up into that closing bell. Uh, man, what a crazy day. We actually, you see the title, the headline of the day. Let me just lift myself up here a bit. You see the title of the day is actually Ford has now reached its all-time highs. And this is big. This is huge uh, for a lot of reasons, um, actually, to pay attention to, especially if you're in calls and Ford heading out into 2022. Uh, we're actually in the $30 calls uh, for Ford in March. 2022 and April 2022. So they're looking quite well today. But at the same time, this is an extraordinary event for Ford to actually be a company that has been around all this time and has finally now eclipsed its all-time high, high benchmark. We'll look at that here in a second as well. Um, actually, like some of the headlines, we'll take a look around there as too. And then we'll actually do our like we do every day. We'll do our technical analysis on the spy as we talk about the VIX. So we'll go ahead and look over at the VIX right now as well, see how that's moving and see what's actually moving in that direction with the VIX and see what we're actually training down towards today. So let's look ahead and do that real quick. We'll check that out. And then we'll go around and actually look at the markets as well. So you'll see currently that the VIX is actually trading down to 1881, about that level or so. And you will see that we have now filled that downward trend gap that was created when we got the news of the Omicron variant which actually played a part in the spike in the downtrend in the market. But the market is starting to look quite healthy at this point in time, mainly due to the fact that CPI data came out today where we was estimated to see a 0.7% change of inflation, and we actually got a 0.8% change on inflation instead, which means basically that's a marginal difference, and the markets are now responding to that in a meaningful way as we're starting to see the uptrend play out the way that it is. So currently, can't complain about the market in the status quo that it is, but we could see more uh, extreme price action come as we actually get through this weekend, and then we get into Monday, and then to the lead up into the FOMC meeting, okay? So let's just listen in real quick and check out what's going on with uh, over in the closing bell with CNBC and see if they actually got anything of substance to talk about today, and we'll get started with actually our watch list and check in on that. Oh, here we go. Sorry, wrong button. Yeah. There you there go. go. Charlie Bobrinsky, I got to come to you on inflation. This, this has been your big call, and we just keep seeing these numbers getting hotter and hotter. Where do you think this goes? Well, a year ago when you and I started talking about this, Sarah, it was very lonely on Inflation Island, but it's starting to feel like uh, Miami South Beach with all the people talking about inflation. I think uh, what Milton Friedman said that inflation is like alcoholism. At first, it's kind of fun, uh, but then the pain comes later. Right now, we're in the second Manhattan phase of this. We're, uh, we're still feeling the positives of the massive money supply increase. It's had a very positive effect on the economy, on bringing uh, unemployment down. But we're now going to start to feel the pain, and that is with much higher inflation. The Fed has given up saying this is transitory, which was always a pipe dream. Uh, we're going to have more inflation as wages start to tick up. Wages have been relatively benign. They're going to start to tick up. Uh, we're going to have uh, commodity prices ticking up, in my opinion. We're going to have a very strong economy. So I think we're going to be staring at 
not 8% inflation like we have now, but north of 4% for the next couple of years. And it kind of the inflation picture set up your 2022 investment view, especially given that we do have very strong nominal growth, that corporate revenues are projected to still be well above trends so next year. Are those that, while he talks about uh, what he thinks about money supply. Let's not get into that real quick right now. We'll listen to that when, um, maybe later on if people have questions about that. Uh, let's head on over to the tickers, though, and let's check out what's actually going on and when the markets actually actually moving right now and see what we got price action as we lead up into the closing bell. We see Ford up 9.6% on the day, which is quite incredible, like I said before. But think about this in this sense, right? That move on Ford is only equivalent to a $1.89 change, right? 1.89 points on the ticker itself move this direction up this nine percent movement so we can start getting good price action on ford we can start seeing this thing moving in a direction where it can actually get to levels where we have not yet think they could actually go and honestly right now i'm looking at 23 dollars 22.50 to 23 dollars as the next resistance level for ford overall and we can break that down here in a minute okay so you got gm on the same sentiment with Ford, actually up six percent right now um, a three point five, three and a half point move on the day. You see C3AI up 4.74% as well. You'll see Krispy Kreme donut. It's actually up 4.09%. Lucid Group 3.63% as well. You'll see Devin Energy starting to make that move as well. You'll see Apple here as well. Still starting to trend higher than it has before. Nice. We well, you got to start to expect a pullback on Apple as well, too, because this move is actually consistent and actually going in the right direction, but it needs to taper off and actually start to kind of like circulate a little bit and consolidate. And then we can start seeing a bigger move on Apple's just as well. Okay. So let's uh, talk about some of the things that's actually going on with the, in the down in the market today, you'll see that uh, basically we have upstart down. We got biotech down, Chewy down on his earnings call. Robinhood still pulling back another 8%. Robinhood is starting to get to that level where now you're actually getting to entertainment of understanding shares, options, all in play at these levels. And you can actually start to try to make extreme money on this. This started all started at the same point in time when the um, the lockup period on shares from all uh, those who's on uh, a part of the IPO had expired. And now we're starting to see that sell off cascade even more. Robinhood has work to do, but you got to remember they do have a catalyst of bringing out their own crypto wallets coming up sooner than expected, right? So we'll eventually get those wallets, and that could be a catalyst that you could take advantage of. And coming down to these levels, Robinhood now is starting to look quite juicy and something that you can actually possibly take advantage of, okay? So we got Planet 13 down another 8% on the day. Beyond Meat down another 7%. This is down to $64. Beyond Meat is taking a beating. Matter of fact, that is another play that needs to go in the book alongside. We already got Robinhood in the book, but we'll put Beyond Meat in the book now, too, for stocks to actually look at over the weekend to see how we can come up with a craft a game plan on how to play those positions going forward. You'll see Wayfair here down 7.5% right now. You'll see also Bed Bath & Beyond down 7% right now to $17.62. Then you got Microvision down to $6.39. Fubo TV down to 17.73%. I'm sorry, 6% down to 17.72 on the day. Then you got actually Peloton down another 5%. Now Peloton is under $40. Remember, this stock was running hot over the hundreds earlier this year. 
And these are a lot of these are a lot of the recovery plays that has now been actually down on downtrodden a little bit here. Now you got Matterport actually pulling back four and a half percent as well, upward down another five percent. Then you see Mind Medicine coming down four and a half percent, and then a firm down three percent right now. Pinterest three point seven percent. Zillow down 3.6%. Even though the market is up, we're still seeing a lot of red and pain in the market. And that makes sense at this point in time because we have not yet got into that full and throttled Santa Claus rally and a lot of these plays. And a lot of these plays had to go through deal with a lot of pain. And now we need to start paying attention to how this is going to play out over time in this upcoming month. Okay. So let's go ahead. Let's head on over back over to Trading View. Let's, let's go ahead and take a look at the actual spot. I'm got my eyes on the closing bell. We're about four minutes out from it. Let's just go ahead and actually pull this up right now so we can see what the spot is actually trying. Uh, actually, see, it broke out of my box that I had here that we have been tracking that we've been wondering about. We're going to go down to the five minute right now and we'll look at it even more. Uh, we'll turn some of this stuff off. Okay, so let's turn on the VPR and the linear regression. You'll see that, like I said, that you'll see that this move has been waiting for a while for a breakout. And now we've been teeter-tottering around this range of actually getting out of this level. And now we're starting to have that full-scale breakout, and it's not slowing down anytime. And the volume that has come in as of late here, you'll see the volume has picked up all of a sudden around here. So this is actually quite interesting that, that this mark right here at 350, we've seen a nice increase in volume. And now we're starting to see it pump. And maybe it's going to even try to close into the finish to maybe try to get to 471. This could be quite interesting. We could be actually getting ready to have a close at an all-time high on the spy. And a lot of people should start to get a lot of the euphoria out of this because now we're setting the stage for the range that we talked about before where we get into that 470 to 480 range where we're now starting to see spy start to actually make that swing up to actually maybe getting ready to low up for five hundred dollars okay so interesting take interesting move we'll pay attention to it we're about two minutes out from the closing bell so let's head on over to um the closing bell itself so we can actually be a part of that run i'm actually bring it up on the screen now and we'll just talk before a little a little bit here as they're talking about the downgrade on southwest and the airlines are still down so if you have anything that you want to talk about after we get into the close tickers symbols things of that nature any questions that you have, go ahead and start loading those up in the chat because we're going to have that conversation that you want to have today. We know Ernie's coming up this afternoon, so we have full time to actually read that research, digest, fundamental analysis, and things of that sort. We can get into all those. So as we do that, definitely as you come in, go ahead and hit the like on this video so that way we can start broadcasting this out to as many people as possible. And thank you for joining me. And if you're listening to this on a replay, definitely on the podcast or doing the video definitely 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 make sure that you come and join us anytime that you get a chance to on the full live stream of the closing bell with craig so here we go we're going to get listen into uh mark uh, mike santoli and see what he's talking about as we head into the close about 4700 on the s p a couple times this week uh and not really been able to make a lot of headway beyond that so we'll see if that changes perhaps going into next week take a look inside of this market a relatively positive advanced decline line but not really uh, all that persuasive that this is a big rush of buying you see just slightly oh, more they're volume going forward to 471 look at this right now go 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 we're not gonna get it it's gonna pull back that is pull back 470 70 not bad now down 
down below 19. Fastest ever run from mid-30s down to 20 and now below 20, showing a little more of a calm market. So again, more broadly, that fever has broken. The S&P 500 on track uh, to gain almost 1% on the day. 47.13 would be a new closing high as the Dow finishes up about 228 points. consumer spending when we are joined by SAC CEO Mark Metric. First up on the markets, Charlie Babrinskoy from Ariel Investments and Anik Sen from Pinebridge Investments, both still with us. Anik, you, you told us ahead of the appearance All that right. investors let's, should stay uh, fully in the market and buy. Pull off of that and let's head back over to uh, Trading View. We'll see. We had a nice full run on the spy and we broke our close, which is great. Great day, great day, great day here, folks. This is awesome, awesome, awesome. Now we're getting ready to get into that territory where we're looking now to run for 473.57, our height of resistance. Interesting enough, it's time to actually mark that area and see if we can actually get back to it. So we're we're I'm excited. I'm excited, honestly, to get into this mode right here where we're now starting to talk about what I've have been preaching all this time that we need to see the trend that it actually starts to actually play out the way that we want it to look we're getting alerts now for a lot of buys coming in ups on a daily that is something else to look at as well so i'll write that down for right now uh so we can check that out later um as i do my my technicals for the weekend so we'll look at that as well um but you'll see here let's go over to the daily looking at Actually, what's going on with SPY? Just get a little glimpse at it right now. We don't want to really, we ain't gonna break it down right now too much. I want to just actually get a glimpse of where we're at. But this actually turned out to be a green day. We actually came down here. Basically, we had uh, a club open. Um, basically, we opened at 469. We had a very low of 466.51. Okay, down to this region. And then we finally made a move back up where we almost closed up another percent up on the day on the SPY. And we got that level of 470.70. Amazing. 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 Okay. So here we go. Let's go ahead and take a look over and see what's going on over on CNBC. See how the uh, actual uh, tickers are actually looking right now for today uh, with the markets. And then we'll get into overall what's going on. I don't see any tickers in the chat that anybody want to talk about. I know it's Friday. Maybe you don't want to hold anything longer than you have, but we'll talk about four after we talk about SPY. And then we'll get into a couple more news articles and see what's really going on around here. So you'll see uh, SPY, the Dow Jones finished up another 216 points on the day, 0.6%. Then you'll see the S&P 500, as we already talked about, 0.96 on the day. $44 up, another day of good run on the S&P. Then you'll see the NASDAQ is sitting at 11.13.23, another 0.73 run on that. Then the small caps, which is, I think, is where a lot of people are actually, you know, putting their money in. And when we talk about a lot of these companies that we're looking at that's on the watch list, that, that, that Russell 2000 is where we need to see value start to actually increase and start to pull up. So what we'll actually probably do 
it's actually what I write down. It's actually take a look at the IWM. I think that's the small caps um ticker. So we'll check that out as well. IWM. We'll look at that too. Um, to kind of see what's really going on with that. Um, I got another ticker that just came up as well for notification. We'll check that out. And then uh the VIX, VIX coming down to 1875. It's cooling off, very much cooling off. Let's look at the buns. We got the 10-year down to 1.48. That's important. We uh that's important for sure. Um, and then we'll see here that uh the EU and all those things are have not moved yet, but Dow Jones, NASDAQ, SP up today. Great bullish day um for the market. And now we got to start talking about trends that we are looking for as we go forward. So, all right, what we'll do first, we'll start with the VIX. Let's head back over. Let's look at the VIX. Um, we already took a look at it, but let's go back for sure and break this down. Oh, gotta put the right symbol in VIX for those. Who are tracking me at the house and trying to actually chart with your boy um let's see what we got here um boom 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 okay so let me go ahead and actually get into this so we'll drop an ad there for those who watch it on the replay so let's look at this we'll see um basically like i've been saying all along when we was up at this level 35 31. okay so um i talk about this a lot each day but i want to make sure i just make it clear when the VIX is at these levels, that means the market is fearful, okay? When it's anything over 25, to me, that's where you can look and see that the market is giving you an opportunity to pick up shares, buy shares in a region where a lot of people would not want to pay prices for shares because they're fearful. They're taking money out of the market, things of this nature. And we got to a level 35, 31 that you currently see on the screen at the very top here. But now we are starting to see us a, a decline here right and what we actually closed today at 1877 and to me this is perfect because we had closed that gap on the downtrend down now that gap is filled so we can actually delete this we don't have a gap there anymore and now we are now sitting where i think is almost perfect now 15 to 18 is the region i like to see the vix in and we're now starting to trend down we're about 0.74 points away from actually seeing the VIX in the range that I love to see it in and giving an opportunity for stocks to run. Now, let's look over at, uh, we'll come back to SPY because I want to leave SPY for our technicals at the end. But let's look at Ford because Ford is the actual video of the day, right? We're topic and subject of the day for us. So we are all, like I said before, now if you're just not following your boy, uh, you will notice that um, here, I want to talk about it, and I want to actually kind of disclose my, my position in Ford so people don't say that I'm trying to pump the, uh, the stock. I'm telling you that I own a position in it right now when it comes to options, and I'm going to give you those positions that we're in. If you over in the Discord with me, you would already know when we got into these positions. Okay, so I own Ford uh, calls, 60 of, them, 60 of them right now for the March 18th, 2022, $30 call. Okay, so and basically saw that run up 113% today. But then I also own calls on Ford for, as well for $30 on a 14 April 22 call. And we're up currently 22% uh, on those as they ran up 85% today. Okay. So those are the two positions that I'm in when it comes to Ford. And let's talk about it. Okay. So if we go back and you'll start uh, seeing how I've been tracking Ford, we actually got a trend line here that we actually have. Uh, that actually dates us back uh, to the pandemic that we've seen actually play out here. So I'm going to take some of these price ranges off here so you can actually see. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Let's go ahead and take the price ranges off. That way we can clean this up just a bit. So that way you can actually see the price action that I'm about to talk to you about here. 
So let's click the, okay, so boom, let's take that off. Oh, here we go. Sorry, I'm using the wrong thing sometimes. Okay, so let's take that off. Uh, and then this one here, we'll take that one off. Okay. Boom, price ranges. This is, I wish it was an easier way of doing that, but I got to take them off because I don't like getting people confused and I don't like the screen to be so uh, cluttered when I'm actually talking to you guys about charting, okay? So here we go. All right. Now that we got that off the screen, you'll see that once again, we got the trend line that we actually had here. And then we started tracking the gap, gap up away from the trend line. When I saw this move here and I saw the downtrend, I actually put it here. And then I actually waited for the next gap to come in away from this trend line. So when I say gapping away from the trend line, it's basically it being coming here, bouncing, and then making a move up, coming here, making a move up. Well, this time, after this move, it didn't come back down to the trend line, but it actually made another same arc appearance. So when it came down to the trend, I waited. And then I actually got in, uh, saw this move, saw it starting to gap away, but then we tested the gap away as we got that same trend that was uh, initially here. We tracked the whole trend here again. We watched it. Then we actually put it in play, and then we actually copied and pasted these two lines together to kind of try to track the um, the movement, the price action movement. And then we actually saw that it came to the top, which is kind of crazy that you can kind of like do these things every now and then, right? And they work out beautifully. That we saw that it actually basically came to the top of the trend that we actually had here on the same angle. But then this way it came down, it spiked here today, right? So it was actually coming down to the original trend line at a micro level. But then in today it moved up the way that it did to all-time highs, okay? Which is important to me because now we're looking at levels here where we're looking for 23.32 as the next resistance level, okay? So we'll see if it actually plays out for 23.32. You can actually kind of like move this over just a bit here. Uh, let's bring it back down to our level that we actually had it at. So that's close enough, but it's 23.32 that I actually have. And we'll see that if it actually come into this region, play in this area, or will it come back down and retest the, the micro trend? But we'll see how that plays out here. So to me, what is important about Ford at these times as it makes this move is that you have to see. Uh, let me put it up here. I'm sorry. Give me one second. All right. So then I got that together. What I think about when it comes to Ford, and I'll actually you know, go full screen for this right now, is that Ford has catalysts, okay? Uh, one of the things that I just saw, though, on Ford is that um, it's a news article. It's behind a paywall, so I haven't got a chance to get into it today. But Automotive News um, posted, you know what? Let's see if I can actually, let's see if I can actually pull that on Twitter. Give me one second. Uh, let's see if I can find it. I had it up on Twitter earlier, and let's see if I can pull that information one more time here. Give me one second. Cause I want to show you exactly what I was about to tell you. Um, it was maybe I saw it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's for it there. Here we go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna airdrop this to my uh, my Mac. Give me one second. Mm. Okay. So as that loads up there. So let's see. I'll show you this real quick because I want you to check this out. Boom. All right. So here we go. So check this out. You'll see that it says Ford is the land for production of its Explorer and Aviator EVs by 18 months to December 2024 and is moving production out of 
I can't even say that, so I won't even try to, but it's in Mexico to a yet-to-be-determined location per a memo to suppliers. So when you click this article, it don't give you the full article because obviously they want you to pay for it. And right now, I'm just not going to pay for it just right now. So I had I was getting ready to come on live when I saw it. But the news article seems to and appears to be real. It showed up on um, it showed up on actually um, uh, TD Ameritrade today. So to me, it, it's it's something there. But I'll look into it later to kind of get substance on it to see what it is. So to me, starting that off with that type of news is kind of like, okay, is that really a big deal or not? Well, one of the things that actually has been talked about, and I'll probably do a, a follow up video on this, is that. Um, Jim Cramer actually had Jim Farley, CEO of um, Ford, on last night or the previous night, where he basically talked about how their plan is to get to 600,000 produced vehicles in 2023. Now, to me, that's still lower than the numbers that I actually have when it, I'm sorry, EVs, not, not overall vehicles, EV vehicles, 600,000 and produced electronic, electric vehicles, okay? So by 2023. Now, the reason why I think that's interesting is because Tesla will be far in the head above that, right? Um, we don't know that the numbers that's coming out of Lucid for next year don't come nowhere near close to at least being even in the 100,000 range just yet. And the numbers that we have on Rivian are nowhere near coming to $100,000 range, either 100,000 vehicle range either. So to me, Ford is actually trying to act like they're going to be the next competitor that's going to be able to actually come in and actually bring in vehicles to get to a level where they can actually get into the market. Now, one of the things that I like to say and I think about here is that you got to consider um, the infrastructure bill, okay? I know a lot of people are like, EVs are going to run, chargers are going to run, um, anything green energy is going to run during this infrastructure bill that came out. Well, when it comes to the lay of the land, when it comes to infrastructure bill dealing with electronic electric vehicle i don't know why i keep saying electronic today electric vehicles is that really and truly for ford and gm are at an advantage over tesla in this market when it comes to that because the way the infrastructure bill is structured is if you don't have if you're a company who don't have a union in place you do not get the extra upcharge you don't get the extra incentive for actually um ev credit okay so their initial Correct me if I'm wrong in chat. If I say anything wrong in this nature right here, if you're an EV fan, you understand it way more than I do or anything of that sort. But from my understanding, $4,500 is the EV credit that you get federally for your for incentively for buying a, a EV vehicle. Now, the infrastructure bill has now tailored this to where you get another $3,000 additional, right? But that $3,000 additional is caveated by actually purchasing from a manufacturer that actually has a union in place, i.e. Ford GM, okay? So instead of you actually buying a Tesla and getting a $7,500 tax credit, tax incentive credit for actually purchasing that EV from Tesla, you will only get $4,500. If you go and buy the Ford F-150 Lightning that has not yet been produced, delivered, sold anywhere, um, but when you can, that would give you a $7,500 credit. So I guess the better way of portraying this is Basically, the, the Mach-E, Ford Mustang Mach-E, will give you a $7,500 tax incentive credit. If you buy the, the GM, uh, what's that, the Volt or the Bolt or whatever it's called, that actually doesn't actually, that's all being recalled, you can get a $7,500 tax credit. So you see what I mean with here, right? Even Lucy don't have um, a, a union and Rivian don't have a union as well. So to me, 
that's where we get into this play that we got to think about this overall how can this affect Ford? I think Ford has room to catch up with the EV sector, and I think Ford is going to get to 30 quite easily. But the price action is what's going to kill folks on this play. And the reason why I say that is because if you don't actually learn how to watch the price action and the movement in Ford, if we keep on getting these days where we get 8 to 9% gains on Ford, we will. We will get there sooner than expected. But um, really and truly what I believe that you need to worry about right now is, is the news going to keep on pumping forward to a level of where we can sustain this type of momentum behind this company, okay? So that's my thoughts on Ford. Uh, basically, like we said before, let's look at the chart. 21, I mean, 23.32 is actually the resistance level that I'm looking at. I believe it's going to have a hard time getting past 22.50. Um, but right now we're at a level where the market has not seen this plate at before. So even my retracement that I'm using right now, basically my retracement comes, my field retracement comes back to where the trend actually broke up and gapped and all the way to the very top of this wick. Well, now the wick is actually, yeah. So it's basically at the top of this wick here and we'll get about a 2339 uh, field retracement at the 0.236. Uh, 0.382 is typically where a lot of people will actually pay attention to this at. But I think that 2250 is a level where it's psychologically it's going to have to push through first before the market actually starts to entertain the field retracement levels that we actually have in place. Okay, so I see we got some questions over here in chat. So I'm going to check these out over here as well. Um, and then we'll come back and we'll circle back to SPY at the end to close it out. Okay, so let's go ahead and actually see what we got over in chat. Definitely, definitely, definitely. If you have, if you're just not joining us, definitely hit that like button. Definitely, let's get these likes up, baby. Um, let's keep this thing moving. Let's give uh, people credit where they need them at. So we already talked about Ford. I'm liking Ford right now. I've been calling Ford for a while here, and uh, the contracts that I have in play actually shows that I like Ford here. Okay. Uh, IBM. IBM is still holding calls near next expires next week. So it looks like it's starting to move a little. Yeah, I let go of my IBM calls. Unfortunately, my IBM calls did not play out the way I wanted to. It, I got caught up in this um, this market decline that we actually had. And, and to me, IBM don't move fast enough as well, too. But we'll look at uh, IBM right here. And it's trying to break down from its uh, downtrend. Um, typically, you know, we'll see here. What I'm about to do is move this trend line here. And we'll see that we actually had a break of that trend right now. So you're technically right about is a break in the trend on the daily. So let's look at it. Well, on the weekly, that was the weekly chart. But looking at this, we still have a gap here that we need to fill first and foremost. So let's head over and actually put this gap in here. And this could be a gap play. But the longer that it takes to get back to the gap and even start to make that move into the gap, the longer this play can actually take to actually approach those levels. So for me, uh, what I look at is that you'll see that we basically got um, a room to go and we still have not yet approached that level so to me i think the market is going to pay attention that it needs to approach this 127.86 level before they start to entertain it so we have not yet seen uh, anything come in with this where we can actually take advantage of this place specifically just yet so for me it's a it's it's not a re-entry that i'm ready to get into so if for you if you're actually still in this play looking for next week expiration um, you can, you're, you're going to get a, a probably opportunity to break even or even higher than that. Um, uh, but my thing is the market is looking to see if this thing is going to approach back to the gap area about 127.80. So I will take a look at that, um, on that. And I'll write down IBM just as kind of, I, the reason what I'm actually kind of doing is looking at laggards as well. that don't have the price action to keep the movement going. 
uh, low price movement section here. So that way we can say, so these are kind of the companies that could be like, well, we can say, we can't see a trend in actual movement moving back, uh, moving back up in good movement. When you get to a hundred dollar stock and your price action is like this, right? When you look at your price action, it's only 28 cent, 52 cent, things of that nature. That kind of gets me to a point where like we maybe don't need to be in this plate ever. So that was my probably my lesson learned when it came down to um, IBM. We'll see. All right. So I pay attention to it, though. Uh, we got here TJ Maxx. OK, let's look at TJ Maxx. Let's check it out. Uh, let's see here. So TJ Maxx. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm getting some feedback. Give me one second. OK, I don't know what that's coming from, but. Let's close that. So here, okay. So uh, let's look and see some more. Boom, what we got? Okay, so looking at TJ Maxx, first and foremost, uh, let's look at this chart overall. I haven't charted this yet, so this is good. So let's start. I like when we get a chance to chart new charts, especially on the channel. So that way we can actually, it gives me a chance to actually show technicals uh, that I actually use, the fundamentals that I use for the technicals and kind of, kind of like, see if we can find a new idea somewhere to invest that so let's look and see here um we've got this trend here i just want to make sure this is obviously the pandemic any chart that you look at for those who are new to charting any chart that you look at you can really make a you can really identify early and often when the pandemic um struck this chart right this is the trend here you'll see this dip is similar everywhere on any chart that you really look at it has a straight down trend and then it started to move back up so Typically, when you're looking at your macro trend, your macro trend is going to a macro trend is usually a year or more. Your macro trend usually starts back here on 23 March 2020. I mean, really and truly it started on 12 March, honestly. Right. But really and truly, where you see the bottom at is usually here on 16 March or it goes down to 30 March or anywhere in there on the weekly. So that's just something to, for people to actually look and say that's a quick reference point for when they knew something happened in the market. OK, so uh, let's we'll use that as the macro trend overall because we have a point here where it lines it would line up for a move but we'll use this one in the short term for the macro trend okay so let's look at this some more uh we got a bounce we're getting bounces off of it you see you get a bounce and then no touches here. It had a gap here on the daily. Let's see if it actually filled it, which it would look like it did here. Yeah, it filled that. No, it hasn't filled that gap yet. So it may have a room to come back down eventually. Uh, but it's not nothing to worry about right now because it's been so so long ago. It may not ever see this gap again. But if we ever see a major retrace on this stock, then obviously that's when we know that gap would come into play. So. And that gap is about $4 to the downside. So we'll pay attention to it. So basically it's here, honestly. Here. And then you got this wick here. Okay. So that's where that gap is at. And you don't see any action as it hasn't came back down to that level. So that's good. So let's look and see here. Um, look like we have uh, some touches here. Um, support. Nope. Okay. So what we'll look at here right now is that we have 
turn DSI for a second so I can see what we got for these levels. Yeah, so that is the support level like I thought it was. It, it got the same registry that I did. So what we're looking at right now is another trend of forming here. What I would like to do uh, to actually try to track this chart just a little bit more is look at the last time it bounced off the trend line, and that was here. So right from now, what I'm going to do is turn on Hakanashi's to get a smoother trend line to look out on the horizon, okay? So what you'll see here is we had a move based back here in March that we actually saw action come up here. And typically that moved moved all the way here. And let's see if we have another arc point for that. Maybe we don't, but let's look and see. So we don't have that arc point here. So, but you'll see that that move is what I think of is another trend that we actually have here, right? So what I see is that now it's coming back to this trend line. And what I'm looking for now is to see if it actually breaks action to the upside. Now, I don't know what play that you're in um, right now, but if you depend on the play, this may be uh, positive news for you that it's actually bounced off this trend line. It broke. Then it broke back down, and now it's trying to actually make a uh, move back up to the upside. So let's go back down to actually the regular candles. Turn on the high lows. Let's see. What I need to see is actually – yeah, it's it's really it's, – it's, it's almost ready to roll. It's definitely close to rolling. Like, you got – uh, the stochastic is overbought right now, which is not a bad thing. Uh, you had a hidden divergence that actually arose, and then we're getting a positive momentum on the swing, and the squeeze is good. I think this thing is ready to roll. This is not a bad play. I like TJ Maxx right now. Um, I think that I mean, when you think about it from a fundamental sense, looking at um, retail, I think retail is getting ready to pick up as well for the Santa Claus rally. I think this is something to actually pay attention to. And I like it. I think this is a great play. I think this is something that you can take advantage of. And this trend is getting ready to be broken at this point in time. So my thing is, what I what I like to see is that it actually came back down here. It revisited this overall trend, but and it didn't break. And now it's trying to actually come back to where it actually been before, back to these high levels again. So that 76.28 may get broken very easily. So it's something to watch, though. And it's definitely had support down here in this region as well that I was looking at earlier. So I like this play overall. I think this is a great play to actually be in if you're in the position. If you're looking to take a position, what I would do is first wait to see if you can get it back on um, a downtrend, maybe a, a brief consolidation period here if it consolidates. And then you see that consolidation start to break out, and then you make that move. But here on the – let's go to the 15-minute. See, here on the 15-minute, you see you got – here it would have been a good time to get into the plate, right? At basically 74.35, 74.31, whatever. You saw it was a green candle. Green candle pump came back down, closed right here probably. And then, yeah, this is the close. And then you will see that it moved up again. So on this second close, this candle starting to form, that movement again back to the top. I would have been happy to be in this play right now. And now this is an area where you're looking to say, okay – Looking back to the left, we've been here before, and we break this level, we're ready to roll, right? We're ready to roll back up to basically to this level here of 74.97, right? So which is right there. So that's a 27-cent move. 
that you would have saw immediately, and then it would start making back towards start forming back towards that trend line. So I would have liked that play. I would have liked being in TJ Maxx at this point in time. So no, I like it. I like what you see. Got 10 contracts on charge point, $22 put, sold five, holding five for next week. So you sold five and you left five runners out there. Okay. Nice. Let's look and see. So charge point bounced off support. We broke support earlier, obviously. Let's go down to the daily. Yeah, it, it so I've been so this is the overall. So okay, let's let's look at this in the sense here. Okay, so it broke, it broke overall trend, made that move, but then it came back down. But overall, this is the, the bottom here is the overall macro trend here, and then I got support lines, obviously, and Charge point CHPT for those who don't know. Um, actually, you know, it's been bouncing in this area. This is where it mostly has played at um down on these levels, right? Um, so I've been watching this, and what you'll see here is that now it's getting choppy here, but it's coming back down to the support line, and it touched the support line a couple times here. So 1976 has proven to be definitive for this stock. So it may come down to 1976. And if you see it bounce off this, this probably is where I would close those other five runners at. Um, you're already in the money. But for a break, I think you're looking to see if it breaks down to actually below 1976, back down to the next support line that I have for 1759. What we're starting to see is that it's starting to solidify this spot here, right? It's starting to solidify that it don't want to break this region here. So let's turn on the VPR and let's kind of look and see. See what traffic is getting clogged up at? This is clogged up traffic. So you're seeing that basically people are buying at these levels. And if it does break through this level, though, look how uh, the dissension could actually bring you back down to where I actually got it charted out to the 1759. So uh, I think that's actually um, something that you can actually see here soon. And you will understand quickly if it's actually going to break or is it going to keep that line together. And maybe and truly what I think is going to happen is more likely, more likely it's going to bounce off support at 1976 and make us move back up and try to test this resistance. Now, remember what I tell you, when a stock gets range bound, you can make good money. So if it keeps on bouncing here and it bounces back up, well, you know that typically you can set your target for $21, right? To the call side. If it goes to $21 and it breaks, cool, you're making good money. If it comes back down, at least you know that your range was there and you made that money. And then you see it come back down, you know, 1976 is that range again that it can actually break. So I do a dollar swing back and forth. You don't make great money on it, but you can make consistent dollars on this back and forth. Okay. Something to watch. But if you look at it on the 30 minute here, you'll see that it's actually trying to make that move already back up here. So it bounced off this line, off the, off the support and it's starting to make its way back up. So to me, and there's no wick at the bottom of this on the 30 minute. You see that? No wick. That's bullish that nobody was really actually starting trying to stop this stock from moving back up. So to me, Watch those five contracts. Be weary. See how the market opens, and you may want to actually move out of that play earlier than expected. Not financial advice. You can, you know, determine that yourself. All right. What do we think about Walmart? One forty-five dollar call for January twenty twenty-two. Okay. Okay. Let's check that out as well. Definitely hit that like button if you just not joining us. 
Uh, let's get this out to a lot more people here. Uh, let's keep this thing moving, though. Walmart. Uh, let's see what they're talking about here on CNBC. I'm just checking out uh, what's going on over here real quick. Okay, we're good. We're good. We'll keep this thing going, though. So let's see here uh, what we have on Walmart. Let's go over to the daily, see what we got on our support and trend lines here. Okay, so interesting enough that I think Walmart is about to explode at least when well, it already started. And I'll show you why I see it. So you'll see this line here, right? Um, I drew this out early because I actually was looking at Walmart. It's just you'll see that this is basically a W, right? And this is a bullish take. If it's inverted, if it's like an M, if it's inverted like an M, like this, that's bearish. Like you see, it, it's going down. But when it's like this, it's going up. Okay. So now that we had our you no know, education for the day in alphabets, um, let's look at this really quick, right? What I like to see here when I look at these uh, things is that basically I'm going to delete this and I'll put it back here. So what you'll see is that this is almost forming a W, right? So basically it depends on how you draw your W's. You can see this level here. And what I look for is that you'll see that the premise is the middle part, right? So if this was an M, it'll be the same thing, but this is a, this is a, a W. So what you'll see is that you want to see this midpoint. This midpoint is your measurement. Right when you find W patterns like this shaping up on this is on the daily, which is crazy that it shows up like that. So let's go down to uh the one hour. Let's look at it on the one hour. So the one hour, it don't look the same, right? On the 30 minute, don't look the same. On the 15 minute, not the same, right? So two hour, two hour we have we have one. So um, I really don't know what that is coming from. I I don't know. Did any of y'all hear a beat? If y'all heard a beep, let me know. I just want to be sure I'm not tripping. Something is beeping in my headphones. Don't know what that's about. Let me just turn some of this off just to be sure. But it's really annoying. Okay. So if you didn't hear it, that's even better. But it's bothering the heck out of me. All right. So um, you'll see here is that basically on the two hour, we kind of had that same shape, right? So you'll see that this shape is there, but let's go back over to uh, no beep. Thank you, Sharon. Um, you'll see here basically that you'll take this and you can extend it out, right? Extend it out. And to me, if you're in this play, if you was not in this play yet, right? So, uh, sorry. Mm, I want to make sure it ain't cricket for some odd reason. All right. So, if you was not in this play, say you saw this play come down, you see it made its midpoint, and then you see it came down here, and then you saw it to see it reverse back up. To me, I will take this entry right after it break this trend, right? So I'll be ready to go in on this play, and I will run it more likely all the way back to the top of the trend line. So you could probably see a run on this all the way back to the top of the trend line, even at the top of this wick. This top of this wick is 147.81. So 145 call, I think it's easy money honestly right so uh yeah i think that i think you'll see this move actually trend back up the way that it's going right at this point so now for those who um for those who are looking at this and wondering about when i drew that m basically when i drew the m if you see the m here and it makes that same move basically you're inverting that right so basically you will see that this move will be the 
be the same way, but it'll just be opposite. So this would be where I would do my put at, right? So I'll wait to see that measure move come across where it actually came from before. And then basically I'll start to put after that, watching it, see how far it can drop, right? So to one more likely to where it comes to support at or where it actually is going for actually um, resistance. Either way, resistance on a W, support on a, uh, on an M. Right. So right here, if I was actually doing it, it'll come down. I'd be looking for 135.79 in this case. Okay. But that's not what we're looking at. We're looking at the W. So just want to give you that example so you can see it uh in play um in both sides. So that way, if you ever come across an M versus a W, you'll know what I was talking about at that point in time. So yeah, I like it. 147 is where I think it could go. And you could probably make good money on this play. That's easy money in my book. All right. So not financial advice, but yeah, easy money. I'm sorry. Give me one second. All right, cool. Let's move on. Let's keep this thing going, though. So that's that one. Tiffany says that she has thoughts on calls for Macy's and Palantir. Hmm. Are, is Palantir still getting beat down? Let's look and see. We'll, we'll get there. Let's look at Macy's first. Hmm. Okay, so let's look at the weekly. Okay, so we had a channel built out on this one. So that's that same. So remember what I was just talking about with that uh, uh, whatever stock ticker that we were just looking at about that dip? Oh, that was TJ Maxx, right? Yeah, that was TJ Maxx we was talking about. Look at this. That's the same dip that you see again with the pandemic right here, right? So we go all the way back here. Every chart that you actually chart in a macro trend should have this, this dip. Uh, let's see. But this, see, this to me, it didn't, it didn't match what we have. So you see... Like this, a lot of this measurement here is basically cutting through wicks and candles. So we want to kind of like dry, drop it a little bit here where it makes more sense. Let's turn the Hakanashi's on for this one. See if we can get a smoother trend line. But maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't get a smoother trend line. See, you got one, two. So uh, technically it's cutting that one. So let's look and see. Trying to get a good trend line for you. Yeah, that I have to do for right now. So we got one, two, three, uh, four. Okay, so we we got like three and a half. Let's call it three and a half. So what I would expect, though, what I'm looking at right now, I would be in this. I would let this thing, if you're not in it already, I would let it pull back more. Or you can go ahead and enter the position, but you're looking for a pullback to the trend line. So you will have to draw your own trend line and kind of see what, what do you think the measurement could be for actually coming back, right? The last time it was tighter coming back, right? So it moved up, came back, moved up, came back, didn't come all the way back, but came back again and then touched this line. So the next bounce, do you think it's coming all the way back to the trend line or do you think it's coming back here? That's the move that you have to figure. So a $20.5 put maybe not be a bad idea, uh, but then you come all the way down to the trend line and get a $20 put too. So it depends on how you see it. So to me, you have to draw this out on your own chart and kind of figure which one you will be more willing to take um, a risk on there. But a put for Macy's may change next week um, based after Wednesday's inflation talk. Okay, so I will watch Macy's and Macy's can change on you in a minute. So to me, anything that you're doing with a put in this type of time right now as we're getting close to – um. Oh, so they're talking about rate hikes right now. So this is what let's listen in on this. 
really is the, the inflation question that seems to be the swing factor in how durable it is. We keep also talking about the Treasury yield curve. Well, here's how this looks going all the way back 20 years. It had a very uh, short peak, if this is the peak for this cycle, uh, and it has already started to curl over. And that's what happens when the Fed is understood to be in tightening mode. It is going to probably restrain longer-term inflation. What you don't want to see, of course, is it to get down uh, to zero, because that usually means Fed's probably gone too far, and the market's saying probably has to be cutting rates before too long. We're still a ways from that, 70, 80 basis points. Yeah, re a read on the economy, really. Exactly. Still ahead, FDA Advisory Committee member Dr. Ofer Levy okay. with us with so some reaction to the new CDC over, uh, report the on the sticks. first back. finish up with this. I wanted to show uh, basically Weeble. What is my last thought on this? I was going to show Weeble. And, uh, okay, just not you're not in just looking. But, yeah, let's look at Weeble and see what that difference would look like if we actually saw – or I move here, right? So um, if you was doing, to me, being on puts, I would be doing them weekly because the VIX is dropping. I wouldn't be in puts long-term right now, right? I would think aggressively I would want to be in calls long-term um, and short-term I want to be in puts to hedge my bets on things, right? So if you was to go out to 17 December on that, what we just talked about was Macy's and that was, what did I say that was? I'm sorry, let me go back and look again. That was 20 and a half and 20, right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. So 20 and a half right now, there's nobody even in those. See? So what people are at is hanging out in 24 and they're hanging out in 25, which are cheap. But it was, it was so either a lot of people bought these today, more than likely a lot of people bought these. But yeah, they're cheap. They're cheap. I would do a weekly um, and I would not stay in long. I would just do one. And then, I mean, paying a dollar for these is not bad either. But the problem is you may not be able to get out of it. So I like to have at least a thousand on things like that. So for especially for a weekly. So eight dollars. No, I'm sorry. Twelve dollars or twenty six dollars is not bad right now. So that's that's Macy's. Okay, so let's uh, head back over and check out who's not. Oh, okay, not here. Okay, so let's head back over and let's talk about Palantir, right? So Palantir is the next one up. Uh, let's check that out as well. All right, let's look and see. Um, Palantir. So let's go to the top of this week here. So something's been going on with Palantir. I don't know why it's... um. Like if we cut this down here, we get a peek through. The, yeah, that's better. So Palantir's been on a downtrend. Anybody know what's going on with Palantir, why it's been in this downtrend? It's been significant downtrend, too, since that, that spike off the Reddit news, uh, the Reddit pump. Um, let's go here with support. Okay. Um, and actually, we kind of got like a, um, a wedge here, too, where basically it has a – a, a channel that it trades in back and forth. So we'll put that there. Uh, let's see. Okay, so let's look and see here. Well, for Palantir, I would actually be probably in the put on this as well. I don't think I'll be ready to do anything else but ride it to a put. And it's actually trying to hold support, but it may fall through support. If it falls through support, we may have issues here as well. Oh, they're talking about the metaverse. Let's check it out. See, I like this today. They're doing good news I like. 
Virtualized web activity and virtual experiences could become hallmarks of the gaming and media landscape going forward. Obviously, uh, Facebook changing its name, uh, you know, in a very heavy handed way, saying this is the future. And Wall Street, I guess, just feels like they have to consider this a new investing theme. We have ETFs that are devoted to this thing, even though nobody can really define it. I mean, they're talking about Web 3.0. A lot of crypto people refer to totally other set of issues as Web 3.0. It's like right, creators getting paid. Content. Exactly. DeFi. Yeah. Basically, it's a love letter to Meta or Facebook. A this, lot of this it note. Is. <laughs> as an escape hatch. Yeah. They say that they expect them to be the long term secular winner here of the metaverse, well positioned to capitalize on this next wave of, of computing and spending and life. They have a $445 price yeah. target. On that stock, they are going to spend $10 billion here on this. They will. It would be a trick if you had the incumbent in, you know, Web 2.0, you know, social media platform become the winner in the next one. But that stock has, actually has begun beaten down to a bit of a discount. Goldman also likes Snap and Roblox on Web 3.0 issues. Up next, the New York governor imposing a statewide mask mandate amid the latest okay. COVID so surge. We'll break down what's at stake. Let's move on from that. Let's get back over into Palantir, as we was talking about, Okay. So with Palantir, what I would look for is to see if it holds support here. And if it hold, don't hold support, fam, this could get ugly. Oh, my goodness, boy. We got to go down to the one-hour problem to see where we can find support at. Oh, my goodness. This could get real ugly if, it's, if it don't hold this level. Like you could probably be almost buying Palantir at seventeen ninety. Nah, ugh, this could get ugly. Fourteen fifty, fourteen fifty. Mm. I'm gonna put fourteen fifty right here because I I. It's hard because there's really no data back here. And we haven't been down to this level ever since that run. But we may come down here. I'm going to put it. Ugh, that's ugly. Let's see what DSI has. Oh, DSI. Yeah, DSI has a spot here as resistance. See, DSI had it down here at $10. I wasn't going to go down there. But it, it was all the, the range. I don't think the market would want to see it come back to this level. But this is definitely what I was looking at at first. And I was like, nah, I'm going to put this too. I'm going to leave I'm gonna leave it there. We'll see. Wow. That's ugly. Could Palantir pull back to that level? That's the real question, right? So look at this. It's already below support, right? So... Is there a way that this thing actually drops below 1807? If it drops down below 1807, the next time is what? 17, 1706. This thing could get ugly. It might not be open for Palantir. So what is actually um actually keeping Palantir uh from actually going down to this level? I really don't see anything that that speaks to my heart that says. Palantir has an opportunity to recover. Like, even if I blow this up and look at this, um, no, it's, it's pressure downward. It's downward pressure coming in. Um, this The stock, the stochastics is not up yet. It's curving up, but it's not even back in the channel yet, so I'm not feeling that. 
Oh, this thing could get ugly. And if it honestly, if it gets down to these levels, that's cheap. I mean, it's already cheap. Could you imagine if you get a chance to buy Palantir at $17, $15, $10 before it makes its run back after after what what all-time high was what? Uh, I mean, it's actually in the 52-week range. No, 45 Yeah, 45 It gets to $45. After that run, you can buy it for $30 cheaper than what it actually made it to. Maybe a move. It may be a move. Um Okay, let's move on. Uh, yeah, Palantir, I will. Oh, I'm sorry. Palantir, I didn't give you a range, though, know, right? The one thing I didn't do. I'm thinking Palantir is going to continue to fall. I would start with an incremental put, $17, right? Um, I think that's fair, Palantir. Let's look at to see what the option chain shows. For next week's option chain, you have on the put side, a lot of people sitting at 18 and a half, a lot of people sitting at 18, and these are all cheap. All cheap. I would not be surprised if you actually see this thing pull back to $17 next week. I would not be surprised. And it looks like it looks like people added into this day. So this is why I've been tracking the volume a lot lately. You'll see it's 2000 contracts here. Either people sold off their contracts because it's been they made money or they added into it today. Right? Because they see that this thing continue to slide even more. And I wouldn't be surprised. If this thing slide even more, this wow, that's crazy, right? So, um, yeah, Palantir puts. I will continue to ride puts if I was you on, on Palantir. Um, let's see. Next up, oh, I'm glad that you got in on the four twenty five dollar call for uh, January twenty first. Um, yeah, you should. That should have printed big, 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 big. Okay. Um. Nando, you say you still buying the uh, $30 forward calls for March 22? Um, I didn't add any more recently. I've been I've been holding mine. So what I have, I'm good with for right now. Um, but yeah, I think that's a I think that's a great move if you still add to them. Uh, I, but you know what? Like, honestly, like comment down in chat. I really want to know how many people thought I was crazy when I brought up for the $30 call. In March, when I brought this back up a while back, a ways back, and folks probably thought I was crazy when I was talking about this. Matter of fact, when we started the spy position, I started talking about the four position as well. And four was like at 16, 17 bucks at that time. And now to see what we're at today and what we're trending towards, I wonder how many people thought I was crazy when I brought this up as a thing to actually pay attention to. So, um, yeah, I'm interested in that. Load that up in chat. Let me know how many people thought that was going to actually be something that was going to come to fruition, or maybe it was just a, a YOLO play and everybody was just riding with me. It would be interesting to know that. So, and if you did go in on the forward play with me and you haven't hit the like button on this yet, you need to hit that like button for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, so let's keep this thing going. Um, yeah, we are just over at 451 right now, so we're getting ready to go into the end of the closing bell. Um, they're talking about Omicron right now. Uh, I'm not going to really uh, let's uh, worry about that right now too much. But uh, what I wanted to do, we we're going to talk about technical analysis here, but I wanted to show you all something else too. So um, I actually did a survey the other day. If you don't follow me on YouTube, you should in the community because you should be subscribed to the channel. Um, and if you are subscribed to the channel, then you know that I had a survey out the other day 
And I want to show you the results. So the survey that I wrote, uh, I, I wrote out the other day that people actually took, and I appreciate every single one of y'all actually taking it. We had over 34 votes on this. Um, I appreciate that in the participation. But the question was, and I want you to put this over in chat uh, before I actually, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you 30 seconds to put this in chat as I give you the question. Okay, which of these stocks would you invest in first from the S&P 500? And the, the four that I gave you was Tesla, Google, Amazon, Apple. Put in chat which one you thought everybody went with the mass majority of. I want I give you 30 seconds, 30 seconds on that. So we'll go and look at the watch list, and I'll come back and look at that. But throw over in chat which one you think everybody went with the most out of those four companies. Once again, those four companies was Tesla, Google, Amazon, Apple. Okay, let's throw that up in chat, and then we'll 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 reveal the results here in a second. Um, as I actually bring it up here, but let's look at the tickers real quick and see what's actually going on in aftermarkets on a Friday. See if anything is really pumping at this point in time. Uh, what we actually have here. So let's see. Um, we got man, this this right here, it keeps going back and forth. It's not making no moves. ARDX is not really making no moves and waves like it should, but the volume is really high. So this is something to pay attention to. Um, you'll see Express is up one and a half percent. Um ACY is up one and a half percent. EXPI is up 1.31%. EXPI, I really like that company too. So I need to write that down for, you know, looking at charts on that as well. EXPI. Invite um, is actually down at 16 bucks. That's actually interesting as well. I uh, need to write that down. Uh, we got skills down uh, up uh, about 0.8%. Wendy's coming in there as well. Let's look and see what's to the downside. We got clean energy fuel down to 2.87%. Uh, donut down 1.4%. Lordstown Motor down 0.96%, almost 1% down. And Walgreens Boost Alliance down half a percent as well. So that's what we got right now that's going on in the market. Okay, so let's talk about uh, this survey, right? So I think everybody has started putting theirs in the chat. Um, I got uh, Dorian going with Apple, um, going with Apple, Tiffany going with Apple. And we got a question here that we'll talk about here in a second. So I got three apples, okay? So let's look and see what we actually have here for what was actually the results of the survey. Over 50% of people said Apple was the actual play that they would actually make out of the S&P 500, which is interesting. Um, and once again, once again, you go over to my uh, channel. If you're subscribed to the channel, definitely you'll see that it's a community page here. And you can actually hit the join button and then look at the community page and then actually look at what the, some of the surveys and things is that's coming up over here. Um, and I found this interesting because I was thinking about this the other day, like I need to balance out my portfolio. Right. Uh, I'm very, very exposed to Tesla, but I have nothing to like counterbalance that. Right. So some days where I'm up on a lot of positions and Tesla is actually taking these these stumbles where Elon Musk may be selling off positions. I might need to have some other position to actually counterbalance that position, okay? So that's the reason why I asked the question. And honestly, I was leaning towards Apple as well. But to see that everyone on, that pretty much took this out of, seven, out of 34 votes, 17 of you actually considered that Apple was the play to actually make. So I agree. Uh, you will probably start seeing over in the Discord if you're rolling with me. Uh, where I would start to actually add onto my Apple position to build it out to kind of like make it uh, Tesla 25%, Apple 25% or so, or 30-30, whichever one. 
to build that position out to a more equated, equitable level where they can kind of balance each other out. So, but interesting, I, a lot of people, I thought a lot of people would say Amazon, secondly, right? And no, it was actually Tesla, right? So Tesla, second, then Amazon coming up last. That's quite interesting. Like AWS does not, um, AWS does not, to me, um, get enough credit for what it does, right? Nothing really works in the world without AWS, especially if you're talking about in the cloud. Like the other day we had where the market actually, well, not the market, but pretty much when that server went down for AWS, nothing worked for a while, right? For certain regions. And to me, that's important to understand how much reach that Amazon has, not just in, um, not just in basically uh, delivery and grocery and all the other companies that they actually hold and they cycle. But thinking about AWS as a whole, how it can affect some of your favorite things that you like to do overall. Like even if you watch the NFL, like all the data data analytics that they actually do, that's through AWS. So that's interesting to me that a lot of people rolled up on Amazon as last. Like quite interesting. But that's the survey there. So I appreciate y'all for actually um, – you know, taking that survey, um, pay attention for more surveys. They'll probably be coming out, and I appreciate the engagement in those surveys. So we had a question about um, actual Viacom. Uh, Hot Boy Mel talking about uh, what do I think about Viacom? Uh, I haven't played Viacom in a while, so let's look and check out Viacom. I really don't think I've charted it since. Oh, I have charted it since it's been on uh, since I've been on Trading View, and I still love Weeble. Um, if you want to get your um, you know, free stocks with Weeble. Definitely check out my link down below for Weeble as well. But I actually been using TradingView more, and I feel like if you're going to actually be charting on something all the time and consistently getting better at it, you need to use the consistency of that chart. And to understand the operation of, it, I've been using TradingView a lot more. So, um, yeah, comment down and chat. How many of you actually use uh, TradingView? That's something I, I'm interested in knowing too. So, let's talk about that as well. So, let's see, and I'll look at those in a minute here. Uh, as a matter of fact, let's look and see. Uh, let's see here. Give me one second. I'm sorry. Give me one second. I'll, I'll uh, oh. one second, one second. Mm, okay. So I'm gonna put a, um, uh, I'm gonna put a poll down in chat. How many of you use trading? Okay. So I'm put it down in chat. Do you use TradingView? All right, I think that should be. And now I have to throw a third option in here. Never heard of it. All right, so this is posted over in the chat. So go ahead and feel free to take the uh, the poll here, and we'll check it out. Um and we'll get back to uh Viacom, okay? And then I see some more questions down here, so I get to your questions as well. So let's look at that. Okay, so did that load into? Okay, that is yeah, it's up there. All right, so yeah, feel free to take that uh, poll for me, and let's look at that uh here in a second as well. So let's see. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Uh, so on here, Viacom. I had a micro trend here. And we'll see on this micro trend that it actually has broken that downtrend again. So for me, we're at a level where on a micro trend, it broke. 
And I don't, I need to understand why it broke. Uh, let's see. Let's try this down some more. So we got some more touch points. I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch Viacom until it crossed this threshold here on the trend. And that trend is at 32 bucks. But then even if it broke 32 bucks, I still would not be happy with it till I actually saw 33. I would not, I would not be plausible to be wanting to get into this play until I saw a lot of recovery out of Viacom right now. Like sometimes these, like the volume is, is it's equitable it's actually sitting at the volume that it's always sitting at uh looking at it on the daily uh looking at it on the daily it's in a terrible downtrend right now right so i would not actually um touch this play just yet now if you're in puts it could go lower right because it already broke support here broke support here um i think your next level of support is Going back left, nothing else out there, right? I think it's here, but let me look and see. So we're already at your next level of support here, and it already broke through it. It broke through this level of support here. Um, and then to be able to continue to fall, your next level Yeah, some more than, oh, wow. Um, Next level of support would probably be here, more than likely. That's what I would go with. Okay, so those what I'm looking at. So I would be watching to see if it can hold, if it can recover back above this support line or resistance now. If it don't, then I would actually watch to see if it actually breaks down between, below 26 to 96. That would be my, my interpretation and some I will watch. So, okay, 60. So, so far, what I'm seeing in this poll is that 67% of you have not ever used this uh, actual uh, trading view, which is, um, and, or never heard of it. That's 17% that's of you never heard of it or used it, which is interesting. Uh, maybe I should do a video on trading view. I think trading view is something that the one thing that TradingView don't have, which I, I won't really get into a, a lot of detail of it right now, is that it doesn't show your option chains. And it you could tie it to your brokerage, but it don't tie to all the brokerages. So to me, I think this is some this is a great tool to actually use, and it's way better than uh, Weeble or you know, Rivalhood. But the only thing you can do is trade on it. So I actually do all my charting here, and I trade on TD Ameritrade or Weeble back and forth, right? So, um, But, yeah, we'll talk about that in another video. I'm going to make a video on that. I'm glad to know that. That's interesting to know. Um, thank you for taking that poll as well. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about, yeah, so answer to Viacom, I think it's still in a downtrend. Being in a downtrend that it is, I see levels that it needs to show me that it can break through. It needs to break through back to the top side of this resistance level now. Um, and it closed at, oh, no, it closed at 3120. I'm sorry. Maybe I gave you bad gouge. Okay, so no, look at this. Yeah, I didn't see it break this trend, like I said, though. Break the trend line and then actually make a move back up to 3551. That's before I would even consider doing anything with it. Now, the reason I say that is because it can actually break this trend line and then come back down. And then now you know it's going back down to support again. If it comes back down to support, 
then you're still waiting for it to get back to the top of the channel. And I want to take this play until I know for a fact that it broke here. Uh, let's see. I can show you better than I can tell you. I'm going to give you an example of what I mean. You see these three consistent candles here? These three consistent candles. I'm going to blow it up just a little bit so you can see this. Okay. So these three consistent candles. You had a downtrend happen here, right? It broke. Didn't make a decision. Indecisiveness. Then it actually broke. Open. Broke. So when, so I got two now. And then this third one is where I would enter a play at. And be like, okay, okay, I see that movement now. And then make that range off. So if we're in this region here, so what I'm going to do is circle this region. And I'm going to show you on a lower time frame because we're on the daily right now. So this region here, okay, let's go down to the 15-minute. If you're down on the 15-minute, see why that circled at. Uh, let's turn on auto. I hate when it does that, though. It gets stuck every now and then. So let's delete that. Uh, you'll see this region here. Okay, so. See this big old region here, right? That I just circled on a higher time frame. What you'll see, and now I'm turning off this auto. Okay. In the same region, what I was just talking about on a 15 minute, you'll see that basically you had a green candle here. Now with this region right here, this when this candle broke like this, this would have been this was been positive swing to the upside to me, right? So I would have been already coming into the play, but then you see that the next counter over, it keeps that movement going. It paused. So a lot of people would have got out of the play right here, right? And which is the wrong reason to get out of the play at this point because you've already went from 43.52 all the way to the close of this counter at 45.21. So you made two bucks on that play already. But if you were to stay in the play, you would start the next counter open up, positive going up, right? Positive up, staircase up. So to me, you would have saw three counters in a row that would actually started this trend on the 15 minutes. So that's 45 minutes within that same time frame on the hour where we saw three candles. You would have saw these first three candles and it would have been making that move. Switched over to the hour, it would have been like, oh, okay, I'm indecisive. Um, I don't know where I want to go. But then you would have gave it another 15 minutes, open, pushed, right? And then you could have went from actually opening up a position at 43.55 to the top at the tweezer top to 47.39. That's a $4 move, okay? And that's how I look at it. So basically saying all of that to answer your question, I don't see enough action just yet over that trend line to actually make me excited to get into a play on Viacom. So to me, that's a position where I will be watching it more than actually playing it at this point in time. And once it does break over this trend line, you can come back down to the lower time frame and start charting out if it's actually breaking out or is it a head fake at that point in time. All right. So that answers that question for me on Viacom. And I hope that was a good example that I gave you. Okay. So um let's look. Who's next? Okay. AMC, $30 call. What do I think about it? <sighs> I, I gotta be careful. I have to be careful how I talk to y'all about AMC, man. Like some of these. Some of these people come on YouTube, man. They some they they come hard when you talk about AMC. Um, hmm. Had to take a sip on that one. Okay, AMC. Forty dollar call. I mean, thirty dollar call. I'm in a forty dollar call on AMC, right? Um, and I'm holding it. You talking about twelve, seventeen, thirty dollar calls? 
Let's see what mine is for. So this is how I preface my statements about things, right? Sometimes I have to show you, I have to at least break down where I'm sitting at on this position, okay? Um, I'm in a AMC. AMC January 21st, $40 call, okay? So I'm in a position. So as I talk about this play, don't nobody try to come and attack your boy for talking about AMC. And it was a question in the live stream. So don't act like that. Okay. Um, hmm. Woosa. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So let's do this. Let's go. And hmm. I don't know how I want to attack this question. Chart. Let's go to the chart. Okay. So going to the chart, first and foremost, um, you see here that we got a lot of craziness going on. And really, it's a lot of weakness down at this level, okay? Um, hmm. trying, to get, trying to come up with my answer on how to break this down to you. So I see a lot of weakness in this area, right? And we're definitely trading in these, this, this range here where if it breaks the support, if we could be on a roll all the way back down to the gap, 1710. So, what do I really expect to happen? Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, sometimes you just have to say, you don't know, right? Um, I can get up here and give you some elaborate technicals on this, but really and truly, this thing is so um, <sighs> manipulated. I may be the word to use here, but I don't know if that's even the right word to use at this point in time. I mean, it's caught up in so many things, right? It can make moves where um, we're talking about NFTs and things of this nature, and this thing moves, and then all of a sudden it crashes again. And it's not really crashing. It's just really like trending down, right? And this trend has broken in so many ways, right? Uh, we have we had a major uptrend that tried to develop here, right? Back here. Um, and quite honestly, you got to go down to like, Looking at this, right? You have to bring this in. I had the trend here, right? But then I look at it, that that trend actually broke out here first, right? So this is where it actually broke out. So I'm going to take this off here, and we're going to chart this again, and we're just going to look and see what we actually have, okay? So, uh, and I'm going to delete all these su support lines. I feel like some of these support lines got a little, a little crazy. So let's look and see what we really add with support. Um, I think it's holding this position here, so that's a good support. I really think it really likes. I think it really likes this level more though. So, but I'm not really willing to delete this one yet because it may fall through this one. Um, this one is where everybody was really playing it at, so I like that position as well. And really and truly, this is this is resistance here, really and truly, right at the very top. So we can move this to the very top of the wick. Okay, so this kind of cleans the picture up a little bit. But now we had a downtrend on 22 November, so the week of Thanksgiving. We had a downtrend. It broke the downtrend. And when you think that this thing was actually about to make a move, it broke down again. So we need to see a very big day on actual um, AMC. And the crazy thing is, let's overlay... Um, GameStop on top of it. 
So what you'll see is basically they're doing the same thing, right? The orange is the is is GameStop. Obviously, GameStop had bigger price action than game than AMC, but look, they're trending the same way, all the way. So honestly, I don't know. My forty dollar call, I'm just holding it, and the reason I'm just holding it is because it's December tenth, so I got thirty one days to really worry about it. So um, I'm not ready to worry about it just yet. So we'll see. Well, 32 days because it's 31 days in December. So 32 days. So I'm not really worried about it. Um, we'll, I, I worry about it in January at that point in time and actually see where we're at. And maybe we'll have some more momentum in it. But for me to tell you next week, $30 call, bro, it could be uh, bro or sis. It could actually be next week at $17. I don't know. I don't know at this point. The volatility in this is so crazy, so weird that I can't give you a, a distinct answer on this one just so right now. Because think about this, right? Um, we're seeing the same thing go on with Tesla right now where the CEO, Adam Aaron, and uh, the CFO of AMC are selling their shares right now, right, for estate planning, which, okay, cool, right? He's talked about that for a while that he was going to give his sons um, shares of AMC you know, so they can set their lives up the way that they want to or whatever. So he has talked about this. He has been on record saying this. So it should be a shocker to the world that he's selling shares, but they're going to try to make it a big deal about insider selling and all these things of that nature or whatever. But he's not selling, supposedly, he's not selling his shares that he wants to keep in AMC. He's only gifting to his kids and who can who can blame a man for wanting to make sure that their kids are supported and taken care of the way that they need to? So I don't know, honestly. Uh, but I just know that GameStop, AMC, they're all on this trend right now where they're coming down in price. And quite honestly, it's not surprising. Um, we'll see how this plays out. That's all I can say. So I can't really say $30 call is a bet. I mean, how many people is in it? I mean, we could look at it from that angle, right? Uh, let's look at it and see. Uh, let me delete this off so you don't have to worry about that when we come back. Uh, let's look at AMC from that lens. And please don't kill me. Um, the apes. I'm part of the ape community. I'm with y'all. I, I rock with y'all. I'm going to see the Spider-Man movie next week. Chill out. So $30 calls. Um, 10000 of them, right? Oh, this is puts. Let's look at calls. See? Look how many people sold out today. Oh, man, this is a bad question. Oh, I am not helping this situation at all. Look how many people sold out today. Look, we were talking about the $30 call for next week. That's $1.21, right? It's 4,000 contracts. Okay, let's call it 5,000. 5,000 contracts are open right now, right? Fam, look at the volume on these contracts. 16,000. So if the volume is way more than the contracts in one day, that means people sold these contracts. Sold. So let's look and see uh, why. I really look. All these contracts are being sold. Like people are 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 all over the place. And it looks seven thousand of these were sold off. Eight thousand of these were sold off. 
20,000 of these were sold off. 15,000 was sold off. 14,000 was sold off. 13,000 was, look, those numbers speak for themselves. I don't have to tell you. Like, people don't know. People are uncertain. They're just like, whatever our money I have for tied up AMC, I'm out. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Even at this one, $28 call. Look at this. $28 call. People sold off 10,000 contracts and only left 997 open. That's wild, okay? So, I don't know. If you go out to, because uh, 17 December was the actual monthly contract. So, if you go out to 21 January, same range, right? Well, it's, people, it's still people around. So, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I mean, if you was going to January, I feel like I feel better for you. I mean, I would. But in December 17th, 30. They really they are they already left for real. They are they they was tired. They got tired. So just my thoughts on that. So I think this is a more important question for the group. Okay. So I mean it's only 10 of y'all here right now, which is cool because I like I like the small community that we use to get things done here, right? So I'm in that poll on um, TradingView right now, which 57% of you said that y'all actually use TradingView, okay? So that's cool. I appreciate y'all thoughts on that. And now I know I need to make a video on TradingView about why you should use TradingView. But let's talk about this from a different lens, right? So uh, let's talk about, do you think that AMC will above $30 by 12.17. So, instead of just giving my opinion on it, I want you to get I want you to get, you know, the vibe that I see from it, right? From the group, from the community, okay? So, let's ask the community uh do they believe so? Right? And and I'm going to give you a, a bailout just in case, okay? I am not sure, okay? So let's ask the community. Let's leave, let's leave that poll up here for when we ask the next question. Let's move on, and we'll come back to it. So that poll is live now. So, you know, feel free to fill out that poll. Let's figure out where we're at with AMC going into next week, okay? Um, okay, so, Dorian, uh, today I loaded up on those docu-lotto calls you recommended. Man, they being they getting beat down. They getting beat down. Honestly, um, I'm in them. I'm not getting rid of them. I'm not getting rid of them. So, if it gets beat down, I'm getting I'm I'm holding, and I think they'll recover. But yeah, let's look. So, uh, yeah, it's playing around in this uh, region here for the gap, right? It broke down past that trend line that I drew uh, previously, uh, looking for that next move back. But I actually kind of saw. I put this trend here to see where it actually was at because I thought maybe it could push back off of it, but it didn't. So you'll see that um, basically this trend has now shown me that we are now declining on this right now, right? Which is not a positive, not a positive. We're going to keep track of this because I want to see how this plays because, like I said, we had this bounce, boom, bounce, boom. Right now we had a bounce and now it curved down again. So I, I this could be... This is problematic for um contracts though. This sideways trading is problematic for contracts. You want to see a spike on contracts. So we'll see. We'll see. 
I think it's still too early to give up on DocuSign. I know that it broke down past this level. So if you brought if you got out of the play at they broke down past this level, smart move. Okay. Um, but if you didn't, and you're just not especially now if you're just not getting in it, even better because you're at a lower price than I got in on them, right? And I haven't averaged down just yet. Because I need to see action. Honestly, I want to see action come to the upside and not invest money on on a hope because hope will get you smoke. I want to be patient to get paid. And I think that patience is going to lead me to seeing that it passes higher wick first and then get back into the gap. So, yeah, be patient with it. Give yourself some time. Um, if you got into the ones I got into, you at least in January. So this is why I'm like, I got time here. Look, they're talking about Ford um, on Fast Money. So we're still here. So let's look at it. Now at a 20-year high, the move comes after CEO Jim Farley said that the company had to cap reservations for its new electric F-150 due to strong demand and their ability to simply not make enough. And it's not just the Blue Oval. Call this a renaissance in the Renaissance Center. GM shares above 60. They say they're going to invest big time in batteries and EVs. So let's trade this. Nadine Terman. Are you a buyer, owner, holder, seller, what, of either Ford or GM? If you own the stocks, I think you can hold them. But right now, not as, it's not the time you go buying after the big moves. Ford, for example, it's showing overbought on our trading signals today. The range for that is about 1850 to 2104. Um, and, you know, when we see that and there's not a lot of short interest, it doesn't get me excited to enter. So maybe wait to 1850. And for GM... We're looking here, obviously really great news too, but the trading range is 59 to 63.75. So it's nearing the high end of that trading range. So there's a lot, about six and a half downside to 1% upside. I don't like that. It's got implied volatility discounts. It means that people took off their protection. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'd rather go to something with some events like Porsche and VW. A little higher end there. All right, Steve, talk to us about Rivian. Rivian's got its first ever earnings as a public company stocks. Little of shine has come off it. You, you've loved it from the beginning. You've been holding on to it. What are we doing with Rivian? Yeah, so you said earnings. They're not going to have any earnings. So, so yeah. earnings are lack thereof. <laughs> you should have said results. This, this is one. So what exactly? What what's better? Well, you know, the stock price is always a future uh, is is indicative of their future potential. This one's going to have a major ramp. They're not focused where Tesla's focused. They're focused. Bob Pisani had a great report on it today. They're focused on commercial. Vans. They have folk. I'm focused on Amazon owning 20% of them. Just think about the ramp if Amazon decides to take the whole thing, Brian. Think about what commercial is going to mean. Think about when they start actually putting pen to paper, if you will. They have software in house, they have batteries in house. They're not held to the mercy of the supply chain. This is one that I'm going to stick with. You have to have an iron stomach or steel stomach, whatever the saying is, to be able to hold it. I, I'm holding it. I think the better days are to come. I think the stock is an easy, easy layup for me. Easy layup with that Amazon factor. Ford loves it too, by the way. And let's just be honest. Rivian, their cars, their trucks, they're, they're good looking. They've, they've done, you know, done a great job. I know the Lordstown trucks, some people have stronger views on. All right, coming up. The trades on next week's okay, big earnings reports. We're going to go. All right. So let's look over and see if we have anything else over in the chat. If, uh, if we do, we talked about AMC. Uh, we talked about DocuSign. Oh, we got um, Apple. I talked about Apple. Oh, did I talk about Apple today? I know I didn't really talk about Apple today. I talked about uh, Apple in the, um, basically the, the survey. 
the poll that we did. So we'll look at Apple real quick. Okay. Um, you'll see the Apple is trending again, man. I sold off my position. It makes me seem like I sold my position off a little bit too early. Um, but we look at it on the daily that this, this move on Apple is still getting outrageous. It's unbelievable. This small wick here lets me believe that Apple still has more room to the upside. Now this was a pause inverted hammer. Inverted hammer usually tends to the, to be a bullish indicator, right? And that bullish indicator led to Apple having another big day, another big run right now. And these contracts on Apple are getting outrageous. So, you know, um, pay attention to it. Apple is making these moves that's actually they need to be watched and taken taken into account. Um, yeah, I like it. I think Apple still got more room to go to the upside. Like, honestly, if we low back to where this actually broke trend right on a field retracement let's go back and do that uh you'll see a field uh retracement from here uh you know what i did it wrong see that's what happens when you do it wrong you do it this way you go from up to down craig up to down okay so field retracement here off this trend if you go to the top of the wick which is none there you should get a spread out, right? So, boom, there you go. Now, so we can move this out here. And I like the 3802 level, but the first resistance level look like it's going to be 189.17. So Apple may have room to the top of resistance to 189.17, but really and truly a target for 194.88, right? So we'll see. I'll leave that there. We'll leave it there, okay? Um, Yeah, that's Apple. And NVIDIA, NVIDIA thoughts. Okay, NVIDIA thoughts. Semiconductors took a beating again today. Getting caught out of control with these, uh, how the, the semis are getting beat down right now. Um, Let's look and see here. Uh, let's take this price action off. Okay, so... We had overall trend. It broke that trend. Now it's up. Then it broke trend. Now we still try to figure out what it's going to do. Is it going to consolidate here or still move? I think you need more time on this one. I'll wait because this this price action might not be over. This price action might lead back down towards this uh, this trend line, the micro trend line. Um, obviously this trend line was lower, but it already broke that one. So I'm looking to see if it actually comes back here. I don't think that it's over just yet. I think you're going to see this a little bit more. So let's look at, uh, AMD to get that same vibe or not. Let's see. Uh, no, M AMD. Um, what's that on the NVIDIA? Let's go back. I was on the weekly, right? So let's go to the daily. So on the daily, you see that it's actually, yeah, I would, I would wait. I will wait just a bit. You could probably play it to the downside if you want to play it to the downside. But for these contracts, I want to be more certain. And really and truly what I'm looking at is that you may see this thing come back down to 89 again. So I would be patient. If you're looking, if you're in the put, play it by the week. Come down to 89. That's the play. If it breaks lower than that, then cool. You made money. If not, you safely know that 289 is the range, right? And 310 is the top. So if you see 305, 306, Somewhere that's moving to the upside, you know, to cut your losses on that 289, 290 put if that's what you're in. So, I mean, it's range bound right now by this trend line because the top of this trend line is 323. So, you could see a 323 to 289 move 
and then I move back to the upside that way. So uh, I would be patient and understand the play that I'm in if I'm getting into it. And then uh, XLE thoughts, XLE. That is the energy sector um, ETF. So let's see what we got here. It's range bound. This is easy money. Wait till it get. Maybe it already went to the top. Maybe it's not going any further. I mean, it's early though. Like, but look, it's already it's a, it's a bullish hammer. So I think the next uh, indicator is going to be a positive day on energy. So it's range bound. When you, folks, when you see this, when you start seeing this movement right here, where it's staying inside this range, staying inside this range, staying inside this range. Look how long it's been in this range. Feb, 16 Feb. Okay, top. Bottom, bottom, quick top, another bottom, top, bottom, top, bottom, top, bottom, top, bottom. Okay, you get the point, right? But either way, look, I like this. These are the type of plays I'm looking for going into 2022 where it gets into a range and it just stays in its range. It doesn't break trend. It gets to the top, to the bottom. This is a $15 swing here, right? But you can make money on the top and the bottom of this trend each way, both ways. Okay. So I like it. I think that it's actually range bound. I think that you're going to see a move to 59, 55. And if it breaks it, cool. It breaks it because then you get to the next level here where it has another uh, range here. It breaks it, cool. But if it don't break it, you know, you can start, you can start with the centerpiece, right? The centerpiece would be 56.99. And then your next one is 53.44. That's what I would do. And I'll play it back to the downside, and then to, it decides to uh, move back up again. That's what I would do. So that's my thoughts on XLE. Okay, so I owe y'all thoughts on um SPY, okay? I think we went through all the questions. And let me look and see if anybody took the poll. Did y'all take the poll? Did y'all take the poll? Let me see what happened with the poll here. No, no, no. I don't want to end it. I just want to see where we currently at with the poll. So let's look and see. I don't know why this thing does that to me. Uh, poll. Okay. Poll is right now. Uh, can I? So I have um, a lot of people saying that they believe that AMC, 50% of you who took this poll believe that AMC would not be above $30 by December uh, 17th. So who asked that question? That question was asked by. So Trouders, Trouders. The public in our community thinks that this poll would not, according to this poll, the AMC would not be at 30 by the expiration date of next week. So do with that what you want. None of us are giving you financial advice. None of us. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, check that out. So, oh, no problem, Tiffany. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for tuning in and asking questions. That's what I like about every single one of you. Y'all always hit the X questions. Um, let's talk about SPY first, okay? So I need to get through SPY, and then I see it's one more question here. So if you have a few more questions, go ahead and load them up in the chat because I'm talking about SPY, and then we'll probably be shutting this one down, and I appreciate y'all for tuning in, but we got some more work to do here. We're not done just yet. So let's talk about this real quick, okay? So SPY, let's say it over. We talked about the VIX earlier, right? But let's go ahead and talk about SPY now because now we've let the market cool off. 
We've got all that energy out of the market. So now we need to understand where we're at, how this lines up, and is it still positive momentum in the play, okay? So let's head back over to the sticks, okay? So you know I've been charting this thing for a while, and you know I've, gave, I've given you insight each and every day on how I feel about it, okay? I feel like right now we got this bullish hammer here, which tells me that we're about to have another positive green day unless something happens over the weekend to change that topic, okay? So we broke this trend here in this consolidation area, which is lovely. We stay ahead of the box, okay? So if I zoom in here, you'll see that we close ahead of the consolidation area, right? The next leg that we're looking for is 473.35. That's the very top of where we've been before. So we are looking quite well, right? Now, what I like is that we had a wick come back down closer to the trend line. So at a micro level on the pink one, we're following this pink line more so than the white dotted lines that I have drawn out because we want to see if we can actually stay above this trend or how far we're going to gap away from the trend. Now, with us not gapping away from it because this wick came closer to this trend, it gives us more positive momentum okay so now i would not be surprised that the next one is actually hit up we wake up with a, a basically about a about a a third of a percent to a half a percent up on the market on monday in the pre-market okay and we open about a quarter of a percent up at that point in time but that type of a move up would actually help us actually keep this move going where we can actually see spy actually start trending towards 473 now, remember what I have said before, right? Looking at this right here, I'm going to hide myself. Well, I just move myself to the left. So you see this here. Uh, you see this area here, right? A 1% move on spot is about four bucks, right? Four and a half bucks or so, right? Give or take. So another four bucks, another one, another 1% day on Monday, we could be at all-time highs on the spot, right? So Something to pay attention to, something to get excited about. We are now starting to get to a point where people are asking me all the time, should I average down? Should I average down? Bam, I've been waiting for the right executable moments to average down. I averaged down yesterday during the red day, okay? I think tomorrow, I think Monday is going to be a green day unless some type of catalyst comes out and makes us think about this differently. So to me, we are now starting to get ready to set up for that move. So, um, yeah, I think we're in great position. I think we're looking great. Um, honestly, if you go down to the one hour at this point in time, it looks even better because this breakout from this consolidation is bullish. Look at the volume that came in to get us out of this level, right? And I've been telling you for the longest, we've been held down too long. Wall Street has oppressed the spy for the last week. It has made me upset, and I'm glad that they finally broke those chains off of off the spot, man. Look, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it. So we'll see how it plays out Monday. I think that we are in a move that a lot of people will start to be very excited about the spy. Okay. Now, what do I expect the range to be next week? I feel like we can break out from it and then retest this level again, right? Just to make sure that we have now used it as support. So I would not be surprised if we break out to 474. 476 and come back down and retouch 470 again to get to a level where we understand now we have made significant headwind to head towards 480. So remember, we're taking this in $5 increments until we get to 480. And then we're looking at 
$10 increments at that point in time because we want to make sure that we're looking at this in a good span right now. When we get the 480, that's where you need to have a plan. What is your plan to get to the finish line to 500? Are you selling some up early? Are you selling some in bulk? Or are you waiting to the end when we fully when we fully cross the finish line? Whatever your plan is, whatever your trading rhythm is, you got to come up with it yourself. I've talked about mindset that I probably will sell some up a little bit ahead of that, right? Of getting to 490. Maybe just a, a few. And then actually, if it pulls back, double down on some. But if it keeps on running, let them run a little bit when it actually cools off again, whether that's like 495, 497, sell a few more off, and then watch this thing run through 500. And when this thing starts to actually taper off, sell some more damn. So that's the plan for me. So I hope that you have a plan. If you don't have a plan, well, you still got time to develop a plan. But start thinking about that and considering how are you deciding to exit this position as it continues to go out even further. That's where you need to actually think about this in the bigger sense and the bigger scope of actually developing a major plan. Okay. So. All right, let's talk about some other things here. That's my th thoughts on SPY, and I think that we're in, in great shape at this point in time. So check out Metaverse OTC play OWUV. Okay, let's look at that real quick. OWUV, One World Universe. It's OTC play, and it is 22 cent play. This is dangerous for me to put this on the screen, so... Let me first say over-the-counter plays are actually something to actually uh, be aware of and be weary of, too, at the same time. So I added it up here. We'll look at it for a second. Um, I would have to do more research on this to understand more about it, but it's not something where I'm like, yo, you saw it here, so go out and buy it today. Uh, that's not what you should do. You need to understand the companies that's inside this play and what they're actually going after. So we gotta we need to you need to dig into the uh the fundamentals of this situation, but I will um pay attention to it. Uh let's look and see if we could chart something out of it real quick. So right now we'll leave that there. Uh, that's on a one hour too, right? So yeah, we don't even really have much data. How long has this been around? That's first and foremost, right? So this has been around for so oh, no, no way. This thing used to be a what? What? Uh, a $2.48 stock? Yeah, I need to know more about this before I even think about anything about this. But it's charted um, on the daily, on the one hour, I should say. So we'll check it back out and we'll figure out things about this if something comes to fruition about it. But great find for another metaverse play. But we got to definitely do some more research on it. All right. So maybe the last question here. So the last question that looked like it is, is that basically, um, Let's end that poll too. Yeah. So that, here's are the here here are the results on that poll as well. So you'll get those coming in quite soon. Um, but what you'll see is Craig, will you be doing a 2022 challenge? I plan on doing uh, quite a few things differently in 2022. Um, I don't want to really give details away of that just yet because I'm still um, you know working on the finer details of that plan. Um, but I plan on actually, well, let's do this. Let's do this. So it's five people here. So this should be very, very quick. And I won't hold your time um, up at all. Right. So it's five people here. We're doing quite well on time. And I just want to be sure I'm, I'm not going to do a poll just yet. What I want to know is type in chat. 
what are some thoughts that you have for a challenge that you would like to see? Okay, that's more, I think that's more integratable, right? To understand what you want as the consumer, the viewer, the watcher, the subscriber. What is it that you're looking for in a challenge? Okay, so comment down below uh, over in chat questions and thoughts that you have about a challenge okay and we'll and we'll kind of like go from there first right because i have my own thoughts on it but i want to see if y'all have any of the thoughts that i have so let's start there so put that down in chat uh while we wait for that um basically i do have a plan for ch uh, challenges um, i just want to understand you know, like I said before, what y'all believe in and what y'all consider for challenges and how much we can actually, you know, expand this channel into. So this is a great time for y'all to actually give me feedback and let's actually listen to it. And we'll actually go over and check out um, about they're talking about Facebook slash Meta at the same time while y'all do that. Your take on Tony's trade. Yeah. So, you, you know, it's interesting. The challenge with Meta or Facebook if we want to continue to call it that, is that you know this is a stock that just on on the numbers looks cheap. Obviously, we know that they have some regulatory headwinds, but if it's trading around 20 times mm -hmm. forward, I mean that's pretty remarkably cheap for a company like this. The implied volatility, that's the price of options, is relatively high. I have a feeling that if I was looking at this, that it doesn't have a lot of upside because of its headwinds on the regulatory side, concerns about their business practices. On the downside, I think there's probably going to be some measure of support. Maybe not right here, but a little bit lower, just based on the fact that the valuation looks a little bit cheap. And if it does dip, I would consider selling some put spreads to take advantage of that elevated premium and maybe leg into an iron condor or sell out of that call spread, or excuse me, buy it back at a profit and put in the uh, credit put spread if you see that move. The old iron condor reference. I had the under. I lose that bet. Uh, Carter, have you had any? I don't want to throw you on the spot. Any chance to chart out Facebook slash Meta? Well, sure. Some of the big ones, you know, you have it in your mind's eye. I mean, key here is how it bounced off the 300 level. Considerable support bounce. And the question is, does it revisit that level? But a 22% sell-off to a level of support, a to the penny bounce off that level, and now back at the 330 level. Um, options is the way to do this. That's that's the most important point. There you go. And that is the options trade we're going to move on because remember this, folks, and you've heard this a lot, but I'm going to say it again for everything Options Action. Check out our website, optionsaction.cnbc.com while you're there. So we'll Sign pull up for off of that. So basically, I got uh, feedback here, and maybe uh, maybe I'll do a poll tonight in the community tab. And definitely follow me on um, Twitter. If you don't follow me over on Twitter, I'll probably put it over on Twitter, too. Um, if you don't, you should follow me uh, over on Twitter. I go by the Craig Houston. So that's D-A Craig Houston. And you can follow me over there. And I'll probably put a poll up right now. <laughs> the Elon Musk, 18 hours ago. I just I ain't even seen this. Thinking of quitting my jobs and becoming an influencer full time. What do you think? <laughs> I'm Elon Musk, man. It's probably why the market sold off today. <laughs> that's crazy. I'll probably do a poll on the community page, but follow me on Twitter. Follow me on YouTube if you subscribe to the channel for sure, and I'll do a poll. And uh, matter of fact, let's just write the poll together right now. How about that? We can do that right now, right? So let's do that. Uh, okay, let's let's write the poll right now. How about that? Instead of me, I'm going to put it on YouTube, and I'm going to put it on Twitter. But we'll do the Twitter one first now. So if you're not following me over at Twitter, 
This is your opportunity to follow me over at Twitter. Once again, the Craig Houston, D-A, it's my name, and that's where you're at, right? So let's go ahead and write a, a poll right now. So let's do this. Okay, so how do we write this? We write this as, in 2022, what type of finance challenge? Nope. No, that sounds lame. That sounds lame. What type of options or stocks challenge would you like to be a part of? Okay. Um, I need some. I need some. Um, is that is that is that good? Um. Okay, so basically the four challenge is basically it's a it's a six it's a five month challenge on how much we can actually make on one play. The spy is a three month challenge. Okay, so a three month option challenge. Okay, let's do uh a a oh grow grow option portfolio by 50 percent. Uh okay, let's do this. So three month. Maybe I should do two polls, but maybe we'll do the first poll first. Is I, we'll do two separate polls. So let's do options first. Options challenge, which you like to see, be a part of. Okay, so we got a three-month option play, 50% gain. Three-month, 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 50% gain. Three-month in game six month 50% gain oh let's do 100 100% gain right that makes sense that makes sense am I right on that uh what about uh another one we add a, we'll add another one uh what about uh a leap portfolio 200% gain. Oh, I won't let me put it in there. Or leaps. Let's just do leaps. Leaps. Capitalize it. Leaps. 200% gain. What about that? That, that looks right? Or should I change it? What y'all think? Kind of. I kind of think that makes sense, right? So we got in 2022, what type of options challenge would you like to be a part of? A three-month 50% gain, six-month 100% gain, or leaps 200% gain. Yeah, so I got one like on that. Um, what about anybody else? We got we got four of the people in here besides one other person. So let's let's come up with this real quick. And then we you know I'm a, I, I now blast this out to the world to actually get um a poll on it so we can get some data. So um Three month, fifty percent gain. Six month, one hundred percent gain. Leaps, two hundred percent gain. Okay, so what I'll do, I'll leave it up for the weekend. We'll leave this one up for three days. Okay, yeah, three days. We'll leave this up for three days. And when we come, you know, today is no. Let's do two days, and then when we come back in on Monday. We'll uh for our live stream. We'll we'll revisit this. Okay, so don't let me forget. Don't let me forget. So, and I'm gonna post this on Twitter and I'm gonna post it on YouTube. So it's flown. So okay, so go ahead and follow me over on um 
on on Twitter, so that way you can actually take a part of this, okay? And I'll actually post it to YouTube as well. So let me do that real quick as well, so I get that out to you. And that way we have the information that we're looking for. So boom, boom, boom. And remember, to just to take the uh, poll over here, uh, you have to go over to my 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 dash my uh, subscribe channel for you, and you can take advantage of this. Okay, so we got. Okay, so where did it go? Where did it go? All right, one more time. Let's try that again. Okay, so if you're listening to this on the podcast, you definitely need to go and take this poll as well too. So three months. Once again, three months, 50% gain. Uh, we got six months, 100% gain. Or the additional option was leaps, 200% gain. Okay. So that's over on, on YouTube as well. So, oh, I didn't. Yeah, that's fine. It can stay up until it can just stay up. That's fine. I know, and I'll check it. I'll check it on Monday. Okay, so both of them up, um, and I will run it over in the Discord as well. I do that as well too. So I'll run that um, after I get off this live stream right here. So if you're over in the Discord, you're listening on the podcast, or you're just now re-watching this on the replay, you have multiple ways to actually take this poll. So please take the poll so we can get the information out so I can understand what you want um, as a viewer and as a subscriber, and we can make this thing work the best way possible, okay? So definitely, 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 let's recap things that we got to talk about today that we got through, and that was four all-time highs, four contracts looking great. Spot, I think these contracts are ready to rip, and we are about to start seeing levels that we want to get to. The VIX coming down is important. CPI data happened today. And inflation was basically flat month over month, which is essential and great to hear and giving the market opportunity to roll. Catalyst next week is actually going to be the FOMC meeting, the Fed chair meetings. Minutes is going to be released. And that's what we expect to hear, um, how the basically the interest rates are going to be raised, the rate hike, along with the taper, the demand for the taper and how that's actually going to play out over time. And what we can expect. So the market will probably run Monday, cool off on Tuesday, hold breath Wednesday. And then maybe we get back on normal track Thursday, okay? So expect a little volatility. It's going to be a little bumpy ride starting Tuesday of next week. But we'll revisit that starting on Monday. And we'll come up with a game plan to how to play that and how to go forward on this run and see how we can actually make headwinds there and see what we can actually make good money coming forward full circle, okay? So... You already know how I feel. You already know how I feel. I want y'all to have a good day. I'll catch y'all in the next video. Y'all stay safe. Peace.